Hello there and welcome back to Chiquita Nicole Speaks. My name is Chiquita Nicole Edwards and this podcast is where I uplift and empower women to be the best versions of themselves by providing tips and tricks for them to use in their day-to-day lives. Today, we are going to talk about faith in regards to one's relationship with God in times of crisis and refraining from panic. And I have a special guest with me today who believes that increasing your faith is a solution to any problems that arise in a crisis. Natsi Jones is an Orlando, Florida native who built a career on community and personal development, working for the government and nonprofit organizations for over 12 years. As the president and founder of the Community Life Improvement Center, also known as CLIC, she made her mark serving the personal and professional needs of citizens in the Central Florida area. Through CLIC, she partners with corporations, nonprofits, and government entities, offering workshop facilitation, event hosting, team building, and relationship management services. Working strategically, she fills her calendar with public speaking engagements and leadership training. Through CLIC, she pursues her passion for developing the person and the collective community. She is married to Minister Neil Jones and has two daughters, Avery and Micaiah. Let's formally meet Miss Natsy Jones. Hey girl, how you doing? Hello, hello, I'm good, how are you? I am so good, thanks for asking. So, um, how do you feel about, you know, faith regarding, you know, a relationship with God in times of crisis, refraining from panic? Like, how do you feel about that? Well, I feel that those people who have been cultivating their faith over um, the years before the pandemic showed up are handling the crisis a lot better and they're not as stressed. Um, And those who have not, been working on their faith are um, anytime the news comes on and there's something, uh, you know, a new story, a new death count, um, their stress levels are really high, they're panicked, they're worried, and um, I think it just really shows how important it is to make increasing your faith and cultivating your faith a consistent part of your life strategy. I completely agree. Um, And you're right, there are a lot of people operating in fear. Um, I believe it's a fine line between having fear and being safe. You know, you can exercise safety um, and precautions, but running around worrying, you know, who's going to get sick. I know this is a a scary time for a lot of people and people are losing family members and Mm -hmm. things like that. But you just have to be faithful and and do your part. I feel like if you do your part, as far as staying healthy, um, wearing, washing your hands, you know, because a lot of this stuff is happening Mm -hmm. just because people are not exercising proper hygiene. Yes. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. that's all it boils down to is proper hygiene and then being careful and I mean, we really don't have to be up in everyone's face all the time. Like if you if you wash your hands, I mean, things that we should be doing on a day to day basis is something that we mm-hmm. basically have to teach people to do in this time when it should be normal. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. And what's also a problem besides hygiene is just people following instructions. That part, girl. <laughs> yeah, you know, the CDC is laying out for us. 
especially some of our people. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what is so hard about this? It's not that big a deal. I saw a picture on social media the other day of people trying to get into a Ross, and it was, they were packed together like a New York subway, standing outside of a Ross. Where, why are you shopping? Where are you going? Right. Well, where are you going to wear this outfit? <laughs> right that part. I don't understand it. I was so frustrated. If I you got to like, shop that bad, though. I'm going to share it, but. But my thing is this. Shop online. It, yeah. If you got to shop, shop online. It's, it's really, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Girl, I went to Walmart um, yesterday. No lie. And I had my mask on and everything. I normally do my food shopping and everything online. But I was like, well, it's just us this weekend. Let's just, you know, go get the stuff in the store so we can have it when the kids get back. Girl, I get inside that store. I'm like, let's hurry up and get up out of here. Because when I tell you, they were saying that they were going to exercise a six-feet thing. They had the lines drawn on the concrete outside the store to try to... um, man how many people are inside the store but tell me why we don't read and they have arrows pointing in a direction saying do not enter the aisle on this end nobody following the them mm-hmm. and is there anyone manning that yeah. no the floors were dirty i was just i was disappointed because for me i i mean i was i've been staying inside doing shopping online and enjoying it as far as food shopping because mm-hmm. amazon mm-hmm. has Whole Foods items that they would ship to your house in the same day, and I was been mm-hmm. loving that. I don't have to be out around people who just clearly don't have a care in the world about other people. You know what I'm saying? It's not only mm-hmm. about ourselves. You know, like yeah, it's like you gotta protect other people. Like when you wear those masks, mm-hmm. you're protecting other people from whatever you might have, and and vice versa. So. You don't know yeah. how many people I see with no masks on, with no gloves well, on. Well, people are selfish. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. mean, a lot of people are selfish. They don't think about anyone else. I've been out to pick up food, and I'll see um, someone with a mask on, but their children don't have them on. And I'm like, so you think your child is immune? The children aren't immune? Fasten those seatbelts because we will be right back. Okay, so what were you saying about keeping your eyes forward? So yeah, I just like to keep my eyes forward when I'm out and focus on where I'm going and not try to look at anybody else because if I look around... I just end up getting frustrated and I don't want to be frustrated. I'm trying to keep my stress down. Right. Possible. Just go just go do what you got to do mm-hmm. for whatever purpose you're out for and get back to the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. go ahead. What were you about to say? I said what's interesting is, um, I think what's interesting is how introverts versus extroverts are handling being inside the house you so ain't much. said nothing but a word <laughs> yes i have i have been enjoying it girl so me too <laughs> that's when you realize that mm-hmm. you are a true introvert when this does not phase you at mm-hmm. all it is not phasing me like mm-hmm. i'm like if anything i'm more productive 
being inside i found myself mm-hmm. to be a lot more busy i've gotten a lot more done mm-hmm. i've generated more mm-hmm. leads more customers more clients more business calls mm-hmm. more um what is it um i've done a lot more uh what's the word i'm, I'm thinking of um networking i've done a lot more networking just being here at home because what it is is what i'm finding is that the tools that we have and the tools that we have had for years has not really been exhausted to its maximum potential and the tools that i'm referring to is um internet social media all of that Mm -hmm. um Thing, doing things online mm-hmm. and it's a lot of people that don't want to get out of their own way and they're they just want to stick with the old mm-hmm. ways but i mean if you are smart you will navigate towards what's going to work in your business you will figure out how to make it work yeah. in your business i mean i didn't i wasn't very savvy with zoom but girl i done became a pro because i was like i will not let this pandemic keep me from being able to do what i need to do and i've gotten to know more people you know and it's just being an introvert Mm -hmm. i mean being an extrovert is not bad at all but i would just say channel that energy and use it for the greater good for the tools and the resources that we have available to us you know what i'm saying you don't have to be Mm -hmm. out in the world Mm -hmm. putting yourself at risk and then being afraid about it right well i learned that a lot of people aren't comfortable being alone or being still because you really have to deal with the truth of yourself. You don't have a lot of distractions. And a lot of people are running from the truth about themselves, where they are emotionally. Um, and they like to be distracted, like to stay super, super busy. But if you can um, just capitalize on the opportunity to be alone, to focus, you can, like you said, you can get a whole lot done or even decide um, what you should and should not be doing, you know? Right. Taking a close look at your schedule and you know, this is not really serving me. Let me cut this off mm-hmm. or let me cut these people off. Right. They're not really serving my life. It's a wonderful time to just do some inventory on your life. Yep. I agree. I, and that's definitely mm-hmm. what I've done. I've done a lot of self-reflecting. I do a lot of that anyway. I think as an introvert, um, you tend to be more of a a vivid thinker. Cause I, I'm all, I always get lost in my thoughts, you know, anytime I'm alone, you know, and a lot of times I have to pull away from people just to get that alone time. So I can reflect because Mm -hmm. when it's too much going on, I can't focus, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I've definitely Mm -hmm. done a lot of self-reflection. I've learned a lot more about myself and where I'm trying to go. Um, Mm -hmm. I've made some some decisions on how I can enhance my business and make some adjustments to fit the new norm because the old norm is no Mm -hmm. longer existent. I mean, it's just not. Mm -mm. And not coming back. (laughs) It's not coming back. And, and, and why would you want it to, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I feel like if we're really being honest with ourselves, I feel like this has been, this, this was supposed to happen, not in a manner of people getting sick and and losing their lives. I don't mean that at all. But what I mean is like people are being made to sit still and be put in place so that they can reevaluate where they are. A lot of people have had the time to Mm -hmm. realize, man, I've really been running, 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 running Mm -hmm. around. I haven't had that much time with my family. You know, I haven't had that much time to really build my faith. 
um, my belief mm-hmm. system. You know, I just been running, yeah. running, running. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, on I believe that? that. I believe that. I think that um, God is trying to get everybody's attention. Anytime something this big happens for the whole world, uh-huh. it's forced, including celebrity. It doesn't matter, man, woman, black, white, rich, poor. Everybody is affected by the same thing. Right. Um, that's definitely something where God is trying to get your attention. And the sad part is that some people will exit this uh, pandemic with the same mindset that they entered it with, which is not the goal. The goal is to change something. Something needs to be changed. Yes. You know how when you, um, you're working on your computer and you can get these um, alerts that you need to either upgrade or redo something and you or restore something, you say, I'll do it later, you push the button later, later, later. And then finally, your computer says, okay, that's enough later, we're going to shut it down, and we're going to do an automatic upgrade. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. Sometimes I would push that button, and because I didn't want to take the time to just give it 10 minutes to upgrade because I'm too busy, and the computer would take over at some point and say, okay, we're just going to go ahead and do this, we're just going to have to wait. Right. And so I feel like that's what we're going through right now, just being vulnerable as human beings and understanding that we are not in control of everything, no matter how much we try, we are um, subject to. I hope that people are spending some time with God, spending time in prayer and the word and trying to figure out what it is that God wants for us to learn individually about our lives in the direction that we're going because many people are just going in the wrong direction and sometimes a pandemic like this or a crisis like this can be salvation for other people like okay if I didn't sit down I could have really ruined my life if I didn't turn around from what direction I was going it could have been over for me you know what I mean yeah because you know decisions are everything and if you are just are on a, what I call autopilot or cruise control and you're right. doing stuff and you're not really intentional about it you can just have your your life going in the wrong direction with just tragedy. Yeah, it really is, and I think we should um, be cognizant of those things, you know. And instead of running around being afraid of what might happen tomorrow or what the next thing might be, we just need to be faithful and understand that everything happens for a reason. Whatever happens, and all we have to do is do our due diligence. A lot of times we. Um, we aren't doing or taking the necessary steps we need to do to prevent certain things from happening. We're putting ourselves mm-hmm. in the midst of it and then we're afraid of what might occur. But I'm like, if you just mm-hmm. if you just do what you need to do, case in point, if you trying to, if you really, really want a job and you like, I'm just gonna pray about it. You know, my faith is just gonna get me this job. And you just sit and don't go apply for no jobs, don't go, network Mm-mm. with anyone do any interviews what type of job you think you're gonna get not one Mm-mm. job Mm-mm. and a lot of people think a that stay at home job <laughs> a stay at home not <laughs> not productive job unless no, you uh, look look free internship yeah <laughs> right <laughs> that part <laughs> but it's but mm-hmm. i said that because a lot of us will have this worry and this stress and we're not even looking at what we can do to make the situation better Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, yeah, because I'm sorry, no, life life happens. Some people just allow life to happen to them, and they feel like you know I don't really have any control of what happens. But just have to roll with the punches. And then you have people who understand that they are made in God's image and they have creative power, 
to um, shift their life in a certain way. I think you have three kinds of people. People who are, you know, controlled by outside forces like, um, you know, people and just whatever happens in life. They have people who take life by the reins and say, well, I'm going to make it what I want it to be. And then you have um, the most enlightened people that say, I'm going to partner with God to do what it is that he's called me to do and his purpose for my life. And I think the third type of person, uh, most people will have more success and more peace and more joy in their life because they're not so self-motivated that they're just focused on only what they want, but they understand there's a higher plan that we don't know all the details to. So we really need to partner with God and partner with our creator so that we both have our hands on the wheels and we can get to where we're actually supposed to be. So you have a... I don't want this to happen, but it's happening. Then you have a, oh, I know what I want to happen, and that's what's going to happen. And then you have, well, this is what he wants to happen, and this is what I'm going to do. Right. So, um, you know, it just depends on, on what uh, values people have and mm-hmm. how they want to live their lives. You know, it's a personal decision. Yep, that is so with true. consequences. <laughs> I know, right? That That's so true. Well, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your, um, your clique. I know... Um, you have this nonprofit that you're doing. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh my gosh, quick, a long time ago, a long time ago, 2015 <laughs> is a long time ago for me. <laughs> well, you got a lot going on, like a, a month. You're like, oh, it's been like a year. Yeah. Um, in 2015, when I established Click, I saw an overall umbrella organization that provided various services for. Um, underserved groups like women, youth, low-income persons, and ethnic minorities. And God gave me this huge vision that was extremely intimidating. And then he showed me where to start, which was with the teen um, mentoring program for the Click for Girls. And so from there, it grew into Lady Live, which worked with the women who, um, who the girls look up to. And um, right before the pandemic, when I tell you, God was opening so many doors that I was like, what am I supposed to do with all this that you opened? <laughs> you was blessed so much, you ain't know what to do with it. Oh my gosh, you know, it, it's funny. I gotta show you something that he wants to be this huge and you'll start thinking, how can I manage this? Right. And that's a mistake because you'll get overwhelmed. But you have to understand that when God showed you something big, he already has the plan and the strategy for you just have to get closer to him to get that my mistake has always been because I'm a planner and I like to have my hands clean when God shows me a glimpse of something I just immediately go um okay well good I'm glad right you showed me that now this is what I'm going to do to make it happen and God is like I didn't tell you to do anything yet <laughs> I know that's right <laughs> so I'm always jumping the gun jumping the gun and then trying to get it done but what I learned is that when God gives you something or when he shows you something, he already has it planned out and you just have to hold on to it and walk with him. Um, and if you don't, you're going to end up doing a lot of work and stressing yourself out when he really just wants to give you some things, you know, give you access to things. You're trying to beat down doors and get access to people that he, and he's already whispering your name to somebody else. So what I've learned in this season to have faith mm-hmm. and understand that God sees he sees me right where I am, and he sees everybody right where we are, and he knows what we need. And we have to 
discipline that part of ourselves that wants to figure it out all the time, the, um, what, create a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Fasten those seatbelts because we will be right back. Okay, and the Bible talks about how our plans are laughable to God anyway. Right. I have experienced so many times I created a plan that I thought was just so great. And out of nowhere, God is like, look, look, look what I did over here. And it was like, I couldn't have done, I couldn't have done that in 10 years. So what he's been doing right before the pandemic was opening doors for all of the other programs that he showed me in 2015 to launch. And the first thing I thought was, I got to get people to do this. Like, I, I got I to gotta find some people. I got to hire some people to do this. One opportunity landed in my lap where there's a, a program. I'm not going to mention name because we're in the process of working anything out. But there's a program that's pretty popular in Orlando for mentor, um, that mentors youth. And they're looking for an organization to oversee their program because whatever happened, the, the organization that was overseeing it before no longer can do it. And Click came up. Somebody suggested that Click be that program. And so immediately I was like, okay, I got to recruit kids. I got to raise money. And I got to get staff for that program. And they tell me, no, the money's already been raised. The funding is there. Um, the kids have already been recruited and the staff is already there. We just need the oversight. And so that's what I mean about when God provides something, you think you got to do all this work, but you really don't. Right. And if you do the work, you're going to regret it because he's not even going to use what you work on. So you're just doing it for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, you know, it's, it's going, to, there's so many doors that have been opening. I could write a, a book on just waiting on God and then believing that he's going to do something and just seeing it happen. And it's so effortless when it happens that it almost seems like it's unfair. Like, well, why Why would that happen so easily? Or why would this person be calling me? Well, when you obey God and you're doing what he calls you to do, it's his job to make sure that, you know, opportunities are available for you. Mm-hmm. And he does his job. He always does his job. But it's just not always in our timing. Our timing is always like right now and yesterday. Mm-hmm. And God's time is like it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be when I do it. And you just you know sit down with me and chill out. You know, right? So it's been great. Um, um, the doors that have been opening to work with different facets of the community. Um, I remember praying and asking God for mentorship, and through a series of events, He connected me with a mentor who doesn't. I've never seen this person face to face. Who who lives in Houston, Texas and um, has been given me all of the information I need, every step that I need to move forward. Um, and before I was just trying to find the mentor on my own and I, I was trying and it wasn't working. All of a sudden I pray and ask God and this person just shows up in my life. So, you know, you gotta have faith to believe that, you know, he's on your side and he really has all the answers to all of the problems. He is the solution to the crisis answer the problems that the crisis revealed that is so true and you know what you brought up something um that i want you to go more into you mentioned you could write a book about you know all this stuff but you already have some books that you've written um on some things tell us a little bit about that okay i have 
Ooh, I have four books out. And the first one I wrote when I was in my 20s, I'm not going to tell you how long ago that was. <laughs> um, my early 20s, I think I was 21 years old. And it was called um, How to Walk a Tightrope in High Heel Shoes. It was all about balance. And balance was something that I struggled with because of being an overachiever and just not knowing how to say no to myself and pace myself. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote that book for women who um, who wear many hats and they just need a way to balance it all. And the second book was um, called Whatsoever Speaks. And it was based on the um, scripture that talks about, you know, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, or whatever report think on these things. And it was just about um, keeping your mind trained to be positive um, because whatever you think about, that's what you're going to experience. And I, I went through a season of being very cynical and negative, and I didn't understand that my thoughts were actually a generator for my experiences. So when you're constantly negative, you're constantly running into negative situations. I wrote that book. It's a book of affirmations um, for women to just start speaking life uh, to themselves and to others. The third book was, um, oh, what was the third book? Oh, the third book was um, Two Weeks Notice um, from Dream to Reality. And it was about my journey from quitting my government job to becoming an entrepreneur and um, setting goals and achieving them. So it's really about goal setting and um, being intentional about your life and making some scary decisions to go after what you want. Mm -hmm. The last book is um, called Finding Love Through Inner Healing. And it's a pretty self-explanatory title. It's just a book for women to teach them how um, that, you know, your brokenness can cause you to attract the wrong men. Mm -hmm. And if you heal yourself, you allow God to heal you and you partner with him in that healing and be vulnerable and open up. Once he heals you, you know, it's like the scales are removed from your eyes and you can see clearly what kind of people you're attracting to yourself. And you can see clearly, do I want this person or not? And and you'll attract a better quality man because you're healed. So um, that's what the fourth book is about. I'm currently working on a fiction novel that I've been working on for years to keep putting it off. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. It's called um, Candelion. And it's about um, a girl. It's a little bit of my story and a little bit of some other lady's story. But it's about a girl who grew up in the church and saw a lot of foolishness in the church. Mm-hmm. And um, it caused her to... Um, to you know kind of move into a life of sexual crime and um and then how god redeemed her from that um and healed her so that she could really end up walking in purpose for him that is so awesome so um where can where can we find those books like where can we purchase those if we wanted to all of those books are on Amazon, but you can also go to natsyjones.com and click on shop and it will um, take you, pretty much take you to Amazon where you can purchase the books. I had printed versions of them, but now I'm trying to save the trees. So I just call up them on ebook because that's just easier for everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially. So I don't have to worry about shipping. Right. But um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Um. Is there anywhere, like, would you like anybody to follow you on social media? Or is there any, any information that we can um, get from you if, or anything like that? 
Well, I am currently in a, I'm going to be revamping my social media fast because I really want to just spend some time focused on finishing um, the curriculum for Click for Girls. Mm -hmm. So we're packaging that out. So I work on my team to really get that done and focus in. Um, But when I get back on, it'll probably be like late summer. Um, It's Nat C. Jones, N-A-T-C. Jones on Facebook, um, Nat said that on YouTube and um, Instagram, and then on Twitter it's Nat C Jones said, and I think those are all my social media. What about and your they business? They can also be found on my website. Do you you hmm? have a business page for your click so that we can go check it out and? We have we have several of those. We're gonna we're looking to consolidate those, but we have a website for. Click and then you can go to um, clickforgirls.org and that's C-L-I-C-F-O-R girls.org put an S on girls out of <laughs> <laughs> and um, or or you can do the clickhouse.org and that's um, D-L-I-C as well okay sounds great well I am truly grateful that you um, took time out of your busy schedule to come and have this talk with us and spread some positive insight on how we can remain faithful during this pandemic crisis and um how we can just do what's that i'll say yes i'm sorry it was a delay i was just when people talk i just say "Uh uh-huh yes a lot (laughs) it's okay no it's okay that just means you're in agreement Mm -hmm. i'm not complaining about that but i just Mm -hmm. um am very grateful that you you know came and gave us some insight and what you I just want to let you know that what you do is absolutely amazing um working with the community and giving back to the young girls you know because you know I wish I had something like that when I was a young girl to go to and you know be able to express how I was feeling and just you know get that that um mentorship and that support so I just want to say that I commend Mm -hmm. you for that and and thank you again for coming on today Oh, thank you for having me. Is it okay if I say a quick prayer? Of course. Go ahead. For everybody before we go? Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. Father God, we come before you. We come before you, God, this um, evening, afternoon, morning, whenever, whoever is listening to this podcast. We thank you so much for Chiquita Nicole Edwards for her moving bravely into the future and the purpose that you have for her, God. And for everybody who can hear the sound of my voice, God, I pray that you put in them a strong desire to get closer to you and closer to their purpose and that you remove all fear, all doubt, all distractions, all incompetence, God, remove the laziness, anything that would keep them from living their best lives, which is what you've always wanted for us in the first place, God. God, show them that their best life is found in you and nowhere else, God, and that you have peace for them that passes all understanding and that you have joy that's everlasting, God, and that you can give them the confidence to defeat any enemy that comes across their path, God. Thank you so much for giving women a voice in this season to share the greatness of your glory, to share what you're doing in our lives, God, and just to um, help us to motivate others to serve you even better with our purpose, God. Thank you so much for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a wonderful prayer. Thank you so much for that. Well, ladies. No problem. <laughs> well, ladies, our time has expired. So 
we will be back next week. Yes, we will, or I will. And um, I hope you enjoyed this discussion that we had. It was an absolutely amazing discussion. And until next week, Chiquita Nicole speaks and Miss Natsy Jones is out.